Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for the word today, Lord Jesus, Lord. Just continue to just fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Lord, I bless the word that it may be encouraging, Lord, to those that are hearing. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Praise God, praise God. Amen. Amen. And I'm not sure if you all know, but we have moved on to a new topic. Amen. And um, Minister David was so, he, he blessed us and shared this book. I know if you all can't see it, but the book is um, The Power of the Holy Spirit in You, Understanding the, the Miraculous Power of God. And it's uh, by Pat Roberts, Robertson. And we will be coming out of this book for our next teaching series, um, as well as, you know, our word of God. Amen. So praise God. Amen. So um, I actually had um, the first two chapters of this. And uh, chapter one was one God or three. And chapter two was Moses' veil. Now, when I was thinking of a title, I, I came up with how the Holy Spirit un is unveiled to us. Um, I just want to give you a few scriptures I will be uh, coming out of. A few um, I'm going to be reading Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 2. That's on page 2. Um, John, St. John, that's uh, four, uh, chapter 14, verse 26. That's on page 1314. I'm also going to be... Uh, just reading uh, uh, Exodus 34, um, verses 28 through 35 on page 115. 2 Corinthians uh, 3, um, on page 1417, uh, verse 9 through 11, and then 12 through 18. And... Matthew 3.16, that's on page 1154. Amen. Amen. All right. I said, in my reading, there was a question, and it read, do Christians really serve three gods? The answer to that is no. I know in an earlier teaching, I shared with everyone about the Trinity the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three persons in one Godhead. We serve one God eternally existing in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In the beginning of time, before the earth was formed, mm -hmm. not only was God, Elohim, God present, but also Ruach, Elohim, which is the spirit of God, as referred to in the Hebrew. Now, the, the word ruach is spelled R-U-A-C-H, means breath or spirit. And we know Elohim means God. Genesis 1 uh, and 2 reads, at first the earth lacked shape and was totally empty. And a dark fog draped over the deep 
while God's spirit wind hovered over the surface and the empty waters. Then there was the voice of God. It's pretty safe to say that the spirit of God was ever present at the creation of the world. And the spirit of God is distinct from the God, God the Father. The Holy Spirit is the power which activates the will of God and the word of God throughout his creation. And definitely to those of us made in his image. John 14, 26. John 14, 26 says, it's still so small. It said, my peace, no, wait a minute. It says, the Father is sending a great helper, the Holy Spirit, in my name to teach you everything. And I remind you of all I have said to you. I will ask the Father to send you another helper the spirit of truth who will remind, remain constantly with you. The Father is sending a great helper, the Holy Spirit in my name to teach you everything and remind you of all you have said to you. The Holy Spirit will be sent to believers to bring strength to them, then reveal the truth about Jesus Christ, his nature, his, and his mission here on earth. I'd also want to share with you what the Holy Spirit is not. The Holy Spirit is not some force that we see on TV or in the movies, because sometimes these, these movies can get a little way out there. And, 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 you know, the Holy Spirit is a person who knows us, who loves us, who empowers us, all to live, to love, and to do things that, Je that Jesus did. Is the Holy Spirit active in your lives? Are, are we, the children of God, using God, of God, using the power and the will of God? Now, many of us have read and heard the stories about Moses. I just like to share, you know, just take a few minutes to talk about Moses' veil. In Exodus 34, 28 through 35, it says, in all in in all Moses, in all, Moses was with the eternal for 40 days and 40 nights. He fasted the entire time, no food or water. Wow, can you imagine that 40 days and 40 nights, no food and water? And I know we do a 21-day a fast, and, and I know that's hard sometimes, but I know we do have food and water. But he wrote down the 10 directives with, you know, the 10 commandments, the essential words of the covenant on the two stone tablets. When Moses went back down Mount Sinai, he carried the two stone tablets in his hand as a witness to their agreement. 
But he did not realize that his skin on his face was glowing and radiant because he had been speaking with God. When Aaron and the Israelites saw that Moses' face was shining, they were afraid to get close to him. But when Moses summoned them, Aaron and all the leaders in the community were reassured and approached him. Moses talked to them. After this, all the rest of the people of Israel approached Moses, and he instructed them to do everything that the Eternal had told him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished sharing the words of God with them, he covered his face with a veil. From this time on, whenever Moses went into the meeting tent to talk with the Eternal, he took off the veil until he left to share with the Israelites the Eternal's instructions. As Moses was speaking, the Israelites could see that the skin on his face was aglow. Then Moses would put the veil back on his face until the next time he went back with God. Now, you know, I, I was I was looking at looking at that and I was trying to, you know, when we study, we and I'm and I came with my own interpretation. In Second Corinthians three, verse nine eleven, it reads, Paul uh let me let me go to Second Corinthians three and nine. I had all these tabs in my book. Three and nine. It said, if the glory ushered in the ministry that offers condemnation, how much more glory will attend the ministry that promises to restore and set the world right? In fact, what seems to have a great glory will appear entirely in glorious in light of the greater glory of the new covenant. If something that fades away possesses glory, how much more intense is the glory of what remains? Now, I looked up the definition of veil. Veil is a piece of fine material worn by women to protect or conceal the face. Or another definition, it could be a thing that serves to cover, conceal, or disguise. Now, you know, the last few years, we've been wearing these masks, and it conceals this part of our, our face. Now, I'm not sure about you all, but sometimes I find it hard to communicate with others when I have that mask on my face. So, and they might not get the gist of what I'm saying. I'm not sure if any of you have experienced it. But Paul, um, he, he kind of, he said that Paul also expressed his sorrow that when the message of the law of Moses was read to his fellow Hebrews, it was kind of concealed by the veil and he had, that he had over his face. And until the veil is lifted, his while his fellow Israelites remain ignorant of the true power of God. Now, how many times have we, you know, gone out to speak? And the veil I'm talking about is not the veil that we wear in person. I'm talking about the veil we have on our heart. 
That's the veil I'm talking about. Paul uses Moses as a model of one who has been has been transformed by God's glory, but is limited in a limited way. Moses encountered God, the Lord through the Spirit, on that mountain. But the Spirit now, as a fulfillment of the new covenant, dwells in the hearts of believers and continually transforms them. This transformation is based on a new way of understanding God's revelation. Jesus himself is the one who reveals God's glory and is, a, in, and is the very image of God. Through this spirit, through this spirit-enabled encounter, believers experience a new way of living and therefore come to, to resemble the anointed one as they reflect his glory. In verses 12 through 18, it says, in the light of hope that we have, we act with great confidence and speak with great courage. We do not act like Moses who covered his face with a veil. So the children of Israel would not stare as the glory of God faded from his face. Their minds became as hard as stone for up to this day when they read the old covenant, the same veil continues to hide this glory. This veil is lifted only through the anointed one. Even today, a veil covers their heart when the words of Moses are read. But in the moment when one turns towards the Lord, that veil is removed. By the Lord, what I mean is the spirit. And in any heart where the spirit of the Lord is present, there is liberty. Now, all of us with our faces unveiled, reflect the glory of the Lord as if we are mirrors. And so we are being transformed, metamorphosed into the same image from one radiance of glory to another just as the spirit of the Lord accomplishes. Amen. We as individuals wear veils all the time, and I'm not talking about any physical mask on our face. Covering that we mask that we've been using, uh, wearing over the last few years, I'm talking about those veils of ignorance, I'm talking about those those veils of hatred, those those veils of unforgiveness, those those veils of fear. There's so many more, you know. I could go on and on, but as be reminded, you know, that the Holy Spirit will cause us to think like Jesus, act like Jesus, and demonstrate the power of Jesus our unveiled hearts. Jesus um, in, in, as in, in Matthew 3.16, Jesus emerged from his baptism and at that moment heaven opened up and Jesus saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming upon him, a, light, a lightning on his very body. How many of us, you know, I mean, I've had people 
I don't know if anybody ever said to you they see a glow on your face. I remember um, I heard someone, I was speaking to someone about someone passing. And they said when the person passed, they saw a glow on their face. Um, I don't, I don't want to be, just have a glow on my face when I'm passing. And I don't think any of you want to either. We have to have that glow always as, we're, as we speak to each other and as we encourage each other and as we love on each other. We want to just unveil those masks on our hearts. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just thank you. for. I thank you for your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask that you continue to fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just ask that you just remove those veils that are covering our hearts, Lord Jesus. We want to open up our hearts to you, Lord Jesus, through your word, Lord Jesus. Lord, we just ask that you continue to bless us, keep us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.